Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome! To the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our club. Hello and welcome to the... Join our what? Club. He's done club again. Did I do... Uh, I'm too busy looking at how good I look on this new HD webcam. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. No, I don't know why they're laughing either. Nothing went wrong there because our crack editor... Cut that bit out. Hello and welcome to the Colorholic Wrestling Podcast, joined by myself in his new bedroom. It's the old bedroom, but it's pretend it's a new location for me and his lovely fancy webcam. So the negative thing about getting a brand spanking new webcam is the fact that I look good before on 480p and I'm in HD and it's, you know, warts and all. But looking beautiful as ever, Jack the Jobber. Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic, and Ross. Hello, Matthew and Jack. You all right? God, I'm tickety-boo. Top of the world here. Fantastic. That's the spirit. (laughs) Well, let's ruin that good mood by looking at the news. Uh, Wrestling Observer News that I believe Styles versus Taker Part 2 could happen and be an actual wrestling match as opposed to the cinematic one we saw at WrestleMania. Oh, fantastic. Aye, if the network series is anything to go by, it's going to be like the first 10 minutes of Up. So. <laughs> I've I know not, you've been tweeting about it. Oh, go ahead. I've not seen any of the Undertaker documentary yet. Oh, it's good. Is it? Oh, yes. Oh. Hmm. I like the That's bit where Roman, Roman Reigns is checking into the hotel. Well, Undertaker is, and Roman Reigns comes up behind him and Taker's like, you can't keep kayfabe for 10 minutes, you bastard. <laughs> In that voice. In that way. <laughs> He followed up with, you've done it now. Yes, he did. I read a review of it, and it's something very interesting, because they're all talking about Undertaker coming at the end of his run, and he's not got it anymore, and he's in pain. And it goes, oh, this is in 2017. We haven't got to the proper bad stuff yet. It seems very much like WrestleMania 33 was supposed to be his retirement, but he was not happy with how that match went down. She's like, bloody hell, I've got to rectify this. And he's oh. been trying for three years. <laughs> Bless him. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, Sting's contract with WWE has expired. I don't know who signed either. And it is unknown if he will re-sign or jump to AEW. If they do, 
Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson are going to be fighting over who gets to turn on him first. <laughs> so, uh, what was the last thing Sting did with WWE? Um, he had the game video game, game, didn't he? Then he had the stuff with Rollins, and then Hall of Fame 2016, wasn't it? Then he retired. I can't think of anything but yeah. since then, yeah. Do you think they did yeah. a, a WCW thing with uh, Randy Savage's brother and just like, oh yeah, Sting's on the records. Oh. Uh, he, he was in that, was he not in that advert where they're all stood about and then Becky Lynch falls through the ceiling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a, that was about three years ago, I think. So good oh job to sing. It was last year, wasn't it? The 2K20 where she shatters the glass ceiling. Um, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> there having a pint. I like the oh, it was the, the, the the outtake when have you seen the outtake with Austin when he goes Jesus Christ Becky are you okay and then that's just and then he just laughs. <laughs> oh, also on contract news, Rachel Ellering was released by WWE back in April fifteenth. Uh, not many people reported on it, according to news sites. I didn't know Ellering had been released because she blocked me ages ago because of a certain Wrestle Circus match that we won't talk about. Oh, and oh, coincidentally, oh, oh. Ric Flair signed a new contract with WWE, so that's nice to hear. Yeah. Any thoughts um, on Rachel Ellering or Flair? Just, just that, just that. At least there was a reason for the blocking, because I'm blocked by some funny old wrestlers that I've never talked to or met or done anything wrong to. But have you tweeted about them? No, people have tweeted about them with me tagged in it, and then they've blocked everyone in the. Oh. So Shawn Michaels has blocked me. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's because yeah. you're a sexy boy. Thank you. Cheers. You felt threatened. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what else we got? The IC title has been vacated. Oh my god! Just oh, Mr. Sammy. Scandalous. Yeah, this is awful. And we would all know this if we watched WWE backstage. Wait. What? Was what? First, that, that's where it was first reported. <laughs> I don't oh. watch backstage. Not Raw, not SmackDown, not NXT, no. Not good enough for the bump, but not good enough for that, all right. It's totally not fair. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, what's the is is the reason Sammy's missing just because he didn't want to risk his health for the, the whole pandemic thing, or is he injured? What's the story there? Because if it's just because he's like not willing to risk his health and have gone, yoink, we'll take that away from you. After I think that was did they also say like uh, don't worry, lads and lasses, your place in the card won't be affected if you do go home? Yeah, they they say that was... sim- there was reports that there was a similar approach to Tony Khan, yeah? Yeah. If that's the case, that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't it one of the things where, yeah, it's okay, you won't be affected, unless you're a title holder, because they did the same with uh, Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So. But yeah, but he still got the belt. We're going to have two lots of Is Razor it? and Sean feuds, one on NXT and one on SmackDown. The real champion. How can how can they do this when over the past five years Brock Lesnar? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm fuming. Doesn't matter. You're fuming. It's not real. Uh, Vince McMahon did Rob Gronkowski's dive during WrestleMania rehearsals to show the NFL star it was safe. That's what Vince does. Apparently, didn't give a hoot either. Just go. I was like, so what? How about (laughs) how about that? Oh, uh-huh. God. Who who caught him or did they have a mark? I don't know. 
It was the NXT <laughs> lads, wasn't it? Because Gronk was a bit iffy because it was the NXT people or something. And Vince mm. was like, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> what an awkward position to be in there. It's like, there's the boss. And you're there thinking, well, you know, he didn't give me that push in 2017, but I do kind of need a job right now. All right. And the struggles of Zelina Vega's crew are, according to PWI, going to lead to someone being removed from the group, likely Austin Theory. Yeah. Oh, no. Sad. It was only ever time. I'm on board with it, me. I think he'd be a lot better off on his own. Back was that match his- he had on? Yeah, that match on Roy had a few weeks ago. I forget who it was against, but it was a long one. Who was it against? I can't Drew? remember. Someone in the comments let us know. Hi, Drew. Was it Drew? Yeah. He, I was like, he can hold his own as a, as a singles man. I think, I think he's a bit of a, a spare part with Zelina and the, the other Wenger boys. <laughs> yeah. Spare part, Austin Theory. <laughs> and this week in Vince, the short Money in the Bank runtime is a Vincent Man mandate. Since there were no fans in the arena to give their money's worth, there's no need to do a full three to four hours if it could be done quicker. Well done, Vince. First good thing you've done in ages. Thank you. There's been a couple of weird Vince things this week, though. Oh, we'll uh, get to them later yeah, on. I think yeah, it'll we'll be talk better about the war thing. But now war, we should yeah. talk about Money in the Bank. But I'd almost forgotten about, to be honest with you, apart from the main event. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Cesaro in Jeff Hardy's kind of return match. He's not been around away for that long, but we pretend it's a big return. And this was way better than I thought it was going to be. Cesaro was quite funny here, trying to rub off Jeff Hardy's makeup. And they threw him in, in the ring and then went, aha, I'm going to go up the stairs like a gentleman. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Uh, yeah. The New Day defeated the Forgotten Sons, The Miz and John Morrison, and the Lucha House Party to retain the titles in a four-way for SmackDown ones. It was all right. There was some spots. Yay. Forgotten I Sons didn't win. Match. Boo. Yeah. Lucha House Party didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Oh, that was a nice start of the show. Then Why R2- did Jackson Wright get thrown out? Uh, he didn't break any rules, did he? Um, uh, Do we care? Jackson Wright get that. <laughs> 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 the referee didn't know he was a wrestler. <laughs> Oi. No, he, I was watching it with... Because um, obviously I live with Owen. And when we were watching it, he turned to me and said, Why does... Because Owen's proper indie, he calls him Gunner. And he went, why does... Was that, is that Jackson Riker? Is he Gunner from TNA? Have I got the right one there? Yeah. Yeah. And he went, why does Gunner not do anything? And I was like, oh, well, he's the he's their manager, basically. He's the one on the outside. And Owen was like, but he's the biggest one. That's offensive to him. What have I done there? Never mind. He said what, Jack? What's he doing there on the outside of the ring? No, it's not. It's not what he said. Anyway. That's right. He actually said ring. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Someone's anyway. <clears throat> Offensive oppressions aside, uh, R-Truth that took on MVP. No, he didn't. Bobby Lashley showed up and took his place and then annihilated R-Truth. It all makes sense in a few hours. Then Bailey, I'm sorry, Ross. Are you sat down? You are. I am Bailey, sat down, yeah. Re- Bailey retained the title against Tamina. It looked like it was going to happen, Matthew. It looked like it was going to happen. But then Sasha Banks... It was dressed like Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. I was an arsehole, etc., etc. She got involved, didn't she? Which means we need to get to a steel cage match between Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey and Tamina, where nobody can get involved. That's where we need to go to from here. Hopefully, this whole feud and the whole Tamina push just didn't swept to one side, which I'm fearing it might be. 
by the time we get to SmackDown later on. Devastated. But at least they had those promo she's been doing. More people were on board with Tamina, I was finding, during the night after they showed that promo during the kickoff show. So good on them for finally doing it. <laughs> they did listen to your request, though. It's good. So to the <laughs> W fans who are watching this in their business, oh, I'm happy to see you too. Oh. Hopefully the check's in the post there for you, Ross. Braun Strowman defeated Bray Wyatt with the assistance of the puppets. Well, Which just remind me that we did used to have with puppets. Which <laughs> just remind me, like, yeah, I hope our puppets are right. Yeah, do you take them on with you? No, I think I. <laughs> if he's been in me, <laughs> he's been in me covered all this time. He's gonna be gutted. But yeah, this was an interesting match because it wasn't necessarily good. It was a setup match for you know the Fiend versus Braun, but. I kind of liked it because there were puppets. And the, very simple the, individual. The at the end was fantastic as well. That's also a good thing, yeah, Ross. He used this uh, Bray Wyatt's old mind thing against him to trick him. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Fight, mm. Fighting champion Braun. And when Bray Wyatt was making his entrance, he was saying, you do a good job, Michael Cole, no matter what anyone says, which I quite enjoy. Ooh. Mm. Such a passive-aggressive thing to say, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what they say about you, Jack. You're all right by my... It's a compassult. <laughs> yes, it is. That's nice, though. Mm, Drew McIntyre defeated Seth Rollins in the Seth Rollins match of the night. <laughs> right. Can I... Right. Okay, so I, I thought it was a good match because they're both... Obviously, they're both really good. But what was with... Why did Seth shake his hand at the end and then not turn face? I think it was something to do with what we found out with on their uh, Raw. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I've got no yeah. idea, to be honest with you. He was in a good mood. I was really worried because I thought, I was like, oh, no, they're definitely going to turn him face again. And I don't want that because obviously Seth's a million times better as a heel. Brian Alvarez was saying on Wrestling Observer Radio or whatever, on his review show of, of Money in the Bank, that this is the worst gimmick. Of Rollins' entire career, the Monday Night Messiah. Bollocks. I know. I it's know where best. he's got this from. It's really good. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know where Alvarez has got that from. But he was getting really riled up. You'll you'll be surprised to hear. Actually, he was getting really riled up. I know where he got it from. Uh, Tony Khan's checkbook. Oh no! Allegedly. Sorry, I forgot the last bit. But uh, what do you think of his new theme? I, oh, it fits the character better, yeah, but it just sounds like any other generic WWE theme. Bailey's theme has the same sort of start. It's a big issue with me, the music these days. Bring back Big Jim. Teach these new lads how to like fit a theme to a character better, that's what I would say. It yeah. still fits his gimmick better, though, I guess. Yeah. I think because we made Christian's old one. Like, Rollins, Rollins, <laughs> at last you're on... Oh, no. And instead that of riffs, it's just him talking. So it's... <laughs> and then we had the two consecutive... No, that's the wrong word, isn't it? Simultaneous uh, Money in the Bank matches with all the women and then all the men doing the thing. I'm not going to recite bloody everything that's happening here. This was an interesting match, to say the least, because we knew it was going to be a daft, silly cinematic match, which is fair enough. But after WWE does action movie with the Boneyard match and WWE does... Uh, 
Art House with the Firefly Fun House, also followed by WWE Does Wank with uh, Chamber versus Pagano. Uh, <laughs> this was just WWE Does Big Dumb Comedy. And that's not necessarily my thing. I'm not a big Kevin James fan. So it, it was kind of interesting to watch. But then afterwards, I'm like, all right, I'm never rewatching that again. I'm never thinking about it again. But a lot of people seem to like some of the little jokes. So rather than me rant about it, what did you think about it, Ross? I was thoroughly sports entertained throughout. I, I like the fact that the, a lot of off-the-wall stuff that you didn't see coming. That doink thing I don't understand still, as we're sat here five days, we're four days later. Um, <laughs> seeing Brother Love, the Brother Love poop to the Brother Love pop, that was good. Just about, <laughs> you know, the toilet. Uh, I enjoyed it, me. I like I, I like wacky wrestling. I get how people might not like it when they don't, you know, like more serious sporting aspects of the business. And how could that fat, stupid man win the prestigious Money in the Bank briefcase, I'll never know, and stuff like that, but each to their own. I was entertained, I liked it. And Jack? I was really, um, <clears throat> I was really torn, because part of, like, half my brain was thinking, well, that could have been worse than it was, and then the other half of my brain was thinking, that could have been better than it was. It felt like something's missed the mark, especially as you've mentioned, the doink thing. Which was really weird. He didn't even look like Doink at all. But um, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone was like, "So good to see Doink's trademark business shirt and <laughs> and brother loves trademark fake tan." Um, but apart from that, I I thought it was all right. Um, the whole. <laughs> The whole Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black being murdered in cold blood was very weird. And then Michael, Michael Cole seemingly <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael Cole, Cole was so nonchalant at the end, he didn't even cover it in his review of the night. And then we obviously <laughs> found out about the secondary roof. So Michael Cole must have known about this secondary roof. And he didn't yeah. mention it. Zelina well, must have been going wild at home. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought the the joke was going to be that they'd landed in it. I thought, you know, you hear like the splat noise, which was them landing on the crash mat. I thought that was a splash. So I thought there was a pool. And I thought the joke was going to be that they'd both come back like dripping wet. But I thought the noise came too soon after they disappeared over the edge for it to, for them yeah, to be w- telling us that they died. WHQ is a bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was easily the best thing about it, and it was unintentional. Because the rest of the stuff's very broad, like, oh, we went to Vincent Mann's office with his dinosaur skull and all this. And it's like, oh, sorry, Vince, you're clearly working on something. Yeah. It's Sunday at past midnight, well, <laughs> and you're writing it down on a pad. It's probably, Apparently probably that's how he does it, though, isn't it? Everything's on that yellow legal pad. <laughs> Always sanitising his hands or lubing up, no matter what it was. <laughs> And the amazing <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, co- <laughs> Stephanie McMahon <laughs> cameo. I was like, hey, it looks there. This, there's Stephanie. That's not the right thing. You're like, are you supposed to be there? Are you, it was, <laughs> are you a hologram? It was, what are you- I, I tweeted that it was like um, like a backstage bit of dialogue oh. from a, like SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain or something. Yes, it's exactly it what was it was. It was so like, no, silly Dana, that's not the right briefcase. I felt sorry for Dana Brooke, me. What, why, did, why was she so stupid all of a sudden? I know she's not <laughs> now, but why was, this, why was she that stupid? 
going for the wrong briefcase and being shocked when it wasn't the right one, slipping on her ass when everyone else ran through with no, no oh. issue whatsoever. The slip, I forgot about the slip. The slip was so good. If they could have put over sound effects, they probably would have. That's the wrong briefcase. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't work for me. It wasn't like the majority of it just didn't work as a thing, as a silly mess of bugginess. It was interesting, but I'll still take that over Chamba Gargano. So I'll give him more credit and hope you get more wacky stuff. Just good wacky stuff in the future. There was and also- yeah, we've got, we've got to say in the news, you're right. Yeah, Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black are dead. Yeah. Just open with that, to be honest. The, there was also a moral to the story, which is um, patience is a virtue. Because Corbin, for some reason, had the match won. He just needed to wait for Asuka. He just needed to wait his turn. But because he was impatient about it, she kicked him down. And he, he deserved it. Just just some just some thoughts there. It taught everyone manners watching. That's right. The tortoise won the race after all. Or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, though, what, what a great thing. Otis won. <laughs> Finish was, finish, was quite, finish was quite cool, to be fair. Yeah. I'm worried, me, you know. I'm worried. Oh, we'll save, we'll save I'm this. Worried. No, the big question. The big question. Oh, sorry. I don't know what it's the big all, question is. Oh, it's, um, it's how should Otis cash in, but we can talk about how you might think he'll cash in as well. Oh, we'll have a great time. I was going to say, if you look down, you can see it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, that was the... <laughs> if you... Oh, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That was, the that was nice. Yeah, no news, nothing happened. Uh, let's have a look at the next bit. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Herb Abrams, 17%. You bunch of bastards. <laughs> what, the guy The guy who named his dog Koki? Didn't do anything for you. All right, fine. Uh, the ice that Chris Jericho threw at Matt Hardy, 41%. All right. Good effort. And, oh, okay. Karrion Cross and Scarlett's NXT entrance, 43%. Well done, Ross. A very decisive win there. So, you know, if Hall of Fame works, you may go first. Um, I'm going to go quite simply for Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins this week because it was a lovely, wholesome week for the pair of them. What a, what a Why, great what time. They made a baby and put it inside of Becky Lynch's stomach. And then she came out and said, I've, I've got a baby inside of this. And, oh, what a moment it was. We'll speak about it a bit more in depth later on. But, you know, why not pile on the good news for Becky and Seth this week, even if Seth doesn't like he's enjoying himself on, on TV at the minute. Becky and Seth Rollins. Oh, no. Short and sweet there. Why are you saying that? My pick Short and sweet, so just like Seth cool. Rollins himself. What's yours, Because my, my pick is so crap compared to that. <laughs> Yours is like relevant and a nice message. Mine is the uh, the great US state of Wyoming. Right. So look Story at Matthew's time. face. Look at Matthew's face. Man. <laughs> what's, what's that? Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Please carry on with your amazing Hall of Fame entry. Mine is the wonderful United States of America state known as Wyoming. Because We've all fallen down a Wikipedia hole before, and in these lockdown times, it's even more easy to do that. So the other night, I found myself just learning about Wyoming. Um, it's the least populated 
US state. There doesn't really seem to be much there apart from a bit of, you know, national parks here and there. But in terms of like culture and civilization, it all seems very like there's no professional sports teams. There doesn't seem to be much in the way of music. Not a lot of notable people come from Wyoming. So I want to just nominate this as a way of raising awareness. And I want any American listeners out there to explain to us what's the deal with Wyoming? What's going on there? Because it's a mystery to me. Um, so mine's mine's the state of Wyoming. And that's, and that's that. I love Jack. He's our resident Norm MacDonald. Where you can't tell what bit's the joke or what bit's the punchline or if it's all just one long thing. None of that was a joke. I'm, I'm I know, that's true. why it's great. Some people like message and say, like, can we get Tom on this so Matthew and Jack can stop arguing? But I'm like, I'm <laughs> sorry that whenever Jack starts doing these stories, I know it's going to be hilarious. Is, but no one else laughs, so I just look like a dick. thing is, if if Tom was hosting <laughs> the podcast, right, if he was... If he was filling in for you this week, he'd yeah. make me feel really unique and special for choosing Wyoming. He'd be like, he "Oh, what great, what great shout! I've never thought oh, about that's Wyoming such before." Such a great state! Yeah. Oh, you little belter! I've always wanted. <laughs> but you also know <laughs> that if Tom did that, little belter, Wyoming. You know, if you did that, Tom would have like the mayor of Wyoming DM me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. But you do it. People like, oh, it's, it's Jack again. No, I mean. Tom would somehow have ties to the mayor of Wyoming or the governor or whatever. What, another that would probably thing, be like the headline in the newspaper, Wyoming mentioned on podcast. Wyoming also is one of three states, I think, where it's entirely made up right. the borders of straight lines. It's one of those rectangular ones. Oh, interesting. How does that work? Oh, no, you're dragging me into the hole now. <laughs> um, Maybe the people from Wyoming can tell us that. There we go. It's the least populated. The biggest city. How many people right? live in it? So I'm not. I can't quite remember. But three. the biggest city. Three. Three. <laughs> Sound very the populated big, to me. The biggest city um, has about ninety thousand people. To put that in context, Newcastle has about a quarter of a million. So Wyoming's not a very populated state at all. I yeah. heard Simon Miller comes from there. <laughs> Wait, Wyoming. Oh, oh. oh. he is Wyoming. Oh. Yes. And the day is saved, thanks to Ross. So, what do I you mean? Go. It's a good... I might, I might go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah. I can see why people think I'm being a dick now. I'm sorry, yes. No, uh, I can't wait to hear more about Wyoming and more of Ross's amazing uh, one-liners. On that note, I'm going to abruptly change this because I don't usually do serious ones on this show too much. Um, me being the cynic, I would think that me doing things like this would be an attempt to be maybe people going, wow, Matthew's really nice. I'm not a nice person. However, a lot of people who are nice happen to watch my stuff. And I felt the need to share this DM I got from someone a while ago. A man named Tony Bridgman messaged me basically to abridge this thing he was in a lot of pain and on a drip and several issues going with him connected to machines and he wanted to thank us uh for that little botch thing that i do and also the podcast we do a colorholic and i said well that sounds pretty bad can i ask uh what happened and he gave this incredibly long explanation about what happened basically uh tony had 
developed what was something called Artrivial Fibrillation. Admitted to one of the best heart lung hospitals in the world. Uh, suddenly had a massive heart failure. Uh, woke up to having my heart restarted by, I quote, a defibrillator and some big lump of a nurse pumping my chest. He oh. was then it was then rushed to intensive care. We kept lapsing, lapsing into unconsciousness. Not surprising because both his both his kidneys and liver had failed too. Uh, his family were told he wasn't expected to live, but after five days intensive care and over four weeks of special care unit, he was finally discharged after nearly eight weeks in hospital. To which I read all that after he sent me a message to say thank you for keeping me entertained. And I said, bloody hell, you're literally Michael Myers from Halloween. And I said, I'm very glad to have you on my side as I wouldn't want you mad at me. And he said, mm-hmm. thank you very much, mate. He's developed a very healthy, callous humour about it all. And he couldn't wait to hear the next Friday podcast. And the reason I bring up all these messages is because this was December of last year. I got a message from his uh, wife to tell me earlier this week he'd passed on uh, from this. And I'm going to be the type of person who likes to celebrate a person's life rather than um, feel negative about the passing. And just the fact that Tony Bridgman no-sold a... A pivotal fabulous whatever the hell it was called, uh, that heart and liver failure, and had his <laughs> his heart stop, and lived for another bloody uh, six months. Also, not too picky with the fact. The fact that that happened deserves respect, and the fact that that happened, I am honoured to put Tony Bridgman in this. And if any of his family or friends are listening to you, thank you very much. I know it's very little we can do here. Myself and Ross and Jack, everybody else who works at Colorado, does YouTube-related things. Uh, we are just trying to help people with the boredom and other negative things that go through the time. So it's nice to get a message like that. And I just wanted to put that out there because I think that's bloody amazing. Yeah. Like, a man, he is the road warrior hawk of illnesses. Mm. Look at that no-selling. Don't, so. Well, don't vote for Wyoming now. You've done a worthwhile <laughs> one. You've done a, you've done a proper one. Oh no, what if Wyoming boots him? No, Wyoming's not going to be, <laughs> Wyoming's not going to be Tony. It's fine. Tony Bridgman, amazing superstar legend. Second place <laughs> to state of Wyoming first. No, place. Wyoming's not <laughs> going to look like the biggest twat. <laughs> but no, it's, that's, um, that's a really good way of looking that. at it. Oh, no. That's a really good way of looking at it though. And he sounds like a really, he sounds like a really good guy as well. Yeah. And mm. like the fact that they took the time out to say that and say, yeah, he finally gave up. I'm like, mate, I would have given up at the bloody first hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All, all respect to Tony Bridgman and his family. Thank you very much for being a fan and listening to these podcasts. And those are the three picks. You have Tony Bridgman, uh, world's hardest man. <laughs> What's his pick of the happy couple, well, the unhappy couple, I guess. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins is a bit, you know. And... The state, the state of Wyoming. <laughs> Can I change mine this week? You have to accept the first answer, don't we? On the call, the rest of the oh, oh God! Boy. Life, death, and the state of Wyoming. Three amazing picks there for you. <laughs> the Colorado Hall of Fame. And where can you vote for them? No, not the state of Wyoming. At Patreon. Dot com forward slash Gold Do not vote for Wyoming. Please do not vote for Wyoming. Uh. <laughs> that says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Smackdown. Oh Christ. Oh god, we have to go back and look at SmackDown. Well that was a good match. Yes. Uh, Sonny Deville. <laughs> Sonny Deville gets a roll up on Mandy. A short but intense match. Uh, Sonia Deville is 
the highlight of SmackDown right now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Miz, John Morrison, Forgotten Sons beat New Day and Lucha House Party. Boo, hiss, boo. That's the good match. Very good match oh. that was. You it was. Seen it. Yeah. Oh. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Hardy officially returns. Sorry. And gives <laughs> us one of his. You can like it. It's fine. Um, Jeff Hardy officially returns. Gives us one of his promos where he emphasises the wrong word in the sentence. <laughs> so he's here like I am here in this ring tonight it's amazing I'd miss those so much like he sounds like a clickbait a YouTube title with the yeah. capitalised layer yeah but he does the wrong words so you know <laughs> I am gonna beat Seamus in the ring uh, Lacey Evans Tamina defeated Bailey and Sasha Banks it's ended with Tamina pinning Bailey. don't get used to that image uh mm. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt go at it on the mic, proving Braun is best when he's yelling Braun and pushing over ambulances rather than emoting. And Otis is the mystery partner in the main event six-man that they revealed an hour or so and then forgot about it. Uh, they then set up the ladder and take turns climbing it, oh, which they do every year, yeah. which I don't quite understand, but there we go. And we still don't know who the identity of the mysterious hacker is, even though CM Punk... Dressed up, pretend to be it on whatever show he's on. Who Back- might have <coughs> Backstage. Yeah, I he think did that. Then he, then he took the title off Sami Zayn. Uh, I think it's going to be a group, a group of people, not one person. That's my theory. My Austin theory. Oh. A group of people? Yeah. yeah. Like the state of Wyoming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Any other, any other thoughts, or could we run away screaming from SmackDown? Um, Sonya Deville's always... fantastic, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. my abiding thoughts. The way she was like shouting, "I'm really enjoying this," while just ripping off Mandy's eyelashes, stuff like that is top stuff. What the hell have I just said there? Top stuff. Top. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Don't know where to put my hand because my camera's on the side. Just block it. There we go. Oh no, it's knackering the. T- anyway. On Monday Night Raw. <laughs> which is like SmackDown but red. We start off the show with Becky vacating the women's title and Money the Bank winner Asuka being rewarded because Becky's preggers. Yes. Genuine emotions, man. Genuinely emotional start to Raw. Becky was really emotional. It was. It felt really... Real. Yeah, because in, cause in WWE, quite a lot of things feel very manufactured, especially on, on Raw. But um, so it was quite a, it's one of the more memorable raw openings I can remember in ah, a long, long time. You say that, Jack. Wait until she's backstage giving birth to her hand. (laughs) I genuinely thought you were going to say wait until they rock up in Wyoming, but never mind. I had a lot of comments this week on my videos saying that they might be going to start a storyline. Like why Seth broken, basically, um, was down to who the father was. And no, I was thinking, don't. Surely no. they won't. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> people are like, they're going to do it. <laughs> Please don't. No. But I really like the start of the role. You don't get enough like feel-good moments, do you, in that sort of scenario? Like relinquishing the title is always really doom and gloom and injury-ridden yeah. and stuff like that. But this was like the exact opposite. You don't get enough. And Asuka's little reaction was like, a mother? Oh. And he started crying. Is Asuka a baby face now? Yeah. I'm okay. sure enough. She's got to be. Especially after costing King Corbin. Mm. And as someone pointed out, so how many wrestlers has Seth Rollins put on commission? Sting, 
Finn Balor, oh. now Becky. Bret Hart was right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bobby Lashley then destroyed Humberto Carrillo in an ODQ match. Later on, MVP gave Lashley a motivational talk. It gave him the idea of changing managers, maybe. And he basically could have convinced him to join him by pointing out, uh, I got Brandon Vick and Shane Thorne a win on Raw. Tazar <laughs> <laughs> uh, was on the show, so of course he lost. This time to Angel Garza. And then Garza and his crew continued beating him up. So good guy Drew came out and then gave Andrade a title shot. And then Drew beat him, which I guess wraps up that little storyline. Which Drew has been, Drew has just been kicking all of their asses for about a month now. None of them can do anything to him. He's just been absolutely destroying them. Yeah. But it's all right, though, because with that out of the way, they can concentrate on having newer, fresher guys go up and have the title shot. So uh, next week, it's King Corbin versus Drew. <laughs> what is this about? I can't believe they're doing this. The brand-to-brand invitation? Yeah, we I that, which is like a sort of smaller version of the wildcard rule, which nobody liked. I don't know if any of you liked it. I know no. the general consensus in my comments were always like, it's a terrible thing. But then why would, like... Who's the, the head honcho on Raw booking the matches? Why would they want King Corbin on the show? Not only is Jesus. he an arsehole, but there's much better people about than King Corbin. <laughs> He's you're a trying star? to pop a, pop a rating and you bring in <laughs> him. Him? Oh. Maybe he oh. does good for ratings. <laughs> it would be nice to see Drew smash his face in, though. Remember I when... that's what they're going for, isn't it? Remember see Corbin when... get head kicked in. Monday Night Raw. Remember when Corbin would be the one who'd like, the one who'd have the match on TakeOver where he'd beat like Austin Aries or someone and everyone would go, oh, well, it wasn't the best match on the show, but it was, you know, old school heel work from this Baron Corbin fella. But no one, imagine if we'd known then that he was going to dominate the main roster scene like he has done for the past, oh, it's been, he's always, always there. He's always there. I'm losing my mind. Oh my god, I'm all right. I just can't. I just, had a, I just, I just had a moment of clarity. I just realised like how long Corbin's been just dominating for. He's absolutely everywhere. What, he, I like, I like him, mate. I just don't like this King stuff he's doing. It's so basic and bloody 1970s, isn't it? How now, he does it though. I don't know the irony, only... but you know. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Everyone always. Oh, makes sense now. Everyone always, when there's a King of the Ring tournament, does everyone get excited at the prospect of a King gimmick, or do they not? Or does everyone? I, I can't remember what everyone's reaction was like. Imagine if Stone Cold Steve Austin did it. Yeah. Well, what would have yeah. happened? Why did it? I but, don't know why everyone has to be a King. Booker T did it well. It depends sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the guy. King Mabel, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have a rough series of stuff to happen on Raw. R-Truth is in a six-man tag match. And he kept on going back and forth between Pretty Ricky and R-Truth before putting away MVP and his team of home and away. Then Lashley attacks Truth again. What did you guys think of uh, R-Truth going with for one character, the Dwayne Dibley type, and then going back to R-Truth? Apparently he did it a decade or so ago on SmackDown, which I had no idea about. I vaguely remember it from... Again, 10 years ago on SmackDown. And we were supposed to go, oh, it's pretty Ricky. I'm like, what? Yeah, I had no mm. idea about it. So I thought it was a, initially a bit of a jibe at, uh, at Ricochet, because Ricochet is called Pretty Ricky on Twitter, isn't he? 
I thought it was that, but oh. apparently he's been doing it on TikTok and he did it on SmackDown however long ago, so, yeah. Is that WWE uh, Presents TikTok? Probably. Hashtag. Tout. Oh, tout. <laughs> and then, Seth has a tag match with the undead Rey Mysterio Jr. Quick, get away from Seth. And he gets DQ'd. Oh! Hey, let's go the new section. Oh. I was going to say, do you want me to read the bit and then we'll yeah, have a comment? Uh, Brian Alvarez reached out to WWE and he confirmed on the Wrestling Observer Live that the Monday Night Messiah was disqualified because of a secret Vince McMahon rule. A long-established uh, long rule within a tag team match is that both superstars can be in the ring together at the same time for five seconds and they can attack however they want. This rule did not apply to Rollins, whether who was DQ'd because he attacked the master of the 619 out... Why is he using these bloody stupid names? Outside of those five seconds. Alvarez says, I later found out that there is in fact a secret rule. Blah, 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 blah. Outside of the five seconds, if you're not the legal man, you cannot touch the other man's uh, legal man team. I haven't said that right. And Vince McMahon is adamant that this is enforced. So if you're legal and you're allowed to hit the other team's illegal man, but the illegal man cannot touch the legal man... So Ray, because he's illegal, is allowed to hit Seth on the apron because Seth on the apron is not allowed to hit Ray. <laughs> I'm already falling but, asleep. But as but as Alvarez pointed out, you can still break up a pin, but that's not get DQ. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, but, special. <laughs> what? I'm sure. I'm sure. I, can't, I couldn't be asked to go back and check, but I'm sure I've seen it a million times. The heel yeah. illegal man on the apron. Twatting the legal babyface man. The referee sees it and goes, What are you doing, man? Get I'm sure I've seen that a million times. Yeah, There's a button for one, it on the games. Two, two. Uh, How dare know. you, you so called journalist, not know about the secret Vince McMahon rule? <laughs> they remember Serio had his face shoved into a ring step, <laughs> and I took a screenshot of it because it looked like whatever. And then people point out, Wait a minute. Does Ray Mysterio Jr. have the word mask on his mask? Yeah, that's been a thing for a while. <laughs> I forgot about it. I didn't even notice it until Boyd pointed out. It was immune to these silly things in wrestling. So that was one silly thing, followed by another silly thing, and then followed the silliest of silly things. So the Street Profits challenged the Viking Raiders to a basketball match. Match, game, whatever. Sorry, watch, watch the last dance. You think I know how to say it properly. And ha, 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 they annihilated them. They wiped the floor with them. Then the Viking Raiders revealed, aha, actually, we are good at basketball, and then started landing, you know, shots from the halfway line. And you're like, yeah. Right. So you do know in the film, white men can't jump, which is something they referenced during this bit. The whole point is to make them feel like they're not very good. And then they trick him and go, oh, look, tell you, forget this one shot in. Can we have a tag title shot? And then he gets it in. And then that's the joke. This was, no, they actually are good, but they're going to lose the match anyway. <laughs> and you wonder if did they even finish right in this script and then they just showed it them and go well alright it looks like there's some stuff missing out here maybe there's it went page one two three six you know like, oh, whatever we'll just improvise so yeah. I don't know what the, the hell titles. the point of this was it's not about the titles though it's just about the Vikings proving they're the best tag team on Raw that's all it's all about don't care about the titles uh... what? And then Hansen it swazzed, swazzed it in from the halfway line. That proved beyond any shadow of any doubt that the Viking Raiders are a better tag team in the professional wrestling ring than the Street Profits are. That was what the story was there. And then... I stopped watching this point because I was fed up. Uh, apparently we're getting Randy Orton versus Edge again. On the, right? on the Yeah, on the surface, this makes no sense whatsoever, but Randy Orton made it make perfect sense, which was oh, weird. Really? Now, go on, go on, Jack. Oh, go on, why don't you? 
Right, so Edge has come back and he's had the Royal Rumble appearance and he's had a last man standing match. Not traditional wrestling matches. Therefore, Randy Orton thinks Edge is hiding behind these gimmick matches and thinks he's lost a step inside those four ropes when it's just mono a mono and one on one and all that malarkey. So Orton challenging to a bog standard singles match, which I think Edge will accept. But the pressure is on, Matthew. The pressure is on. Because out of nowhere, Charlie Caruso, <laughs> completely out of the blue, just went, and if this match does take place, Matthew, it should be, I think she said, or might she be, the Matthew. best match of all time. <laughs> out of nowhere, Why? Kim. It was so weird. <laughs> it's, oh. And it's how, Raw, it's how Raw went off the air as well. With just all three and of them. looking confused. <laughs> looking like, what? The, all three of them <laughs> looking at the camera. This could be the greatest match of all time. Oh, why have they said that? That what wasn't the that worst be? line on Raw, though. Just quickly, did you like Natalia's tough talk to Shayna Baszler when she's like to Shayna? Do you know how silly you look having a go at motherhood or something like that? Oh, the backstage. Oh God, they do. And oh, the Natalia is well going. You're just a fake wrestler, Shayna Baszler. Oh. What is that about? Anyway, back to Orton and Edge. It's, I just zone out because whenever I listen to Natalia, she's usually saying, bitch. Any <laughs> <laughs> uh, other thoughts on an amazing, amazingly well-written episode of Raw before they dropped all the, the, the big sheet of papers they had and then had to scramble to put them in the right order I think that before all, the the writers, on the all the script writers in isolation all week long with their kids, she was like, go on. There's page three of the Raw <laughs> script, son, five-year-old boy. Go and write it. <laughs> Yeah, sure, just get on me hair for five minutes. Just write, write, roll. <laughs> yeah, R2's pretty Ricky. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> anyway, then Vice put up the Legion of Doom uh, episode of the Dark Side of the Ring. In terms of content, it wasn't the darkest side of the ring, if that makes sense, because the Legion of Doom story was they were the coolest tag team in wrestling for, what, five years or so? Well, from, what, 86? Oh, Christ, until like, uh, maybe 92, 93 issue, a little bit, whatever. Yeah, they were the coolest looking guys. They were big, heavy, whatever, bouncers in wherever it was in America they lived. Maybe it's Wyoming, who knows? And then they stopped being because of the rock and roll lifestyle. So it was an all right 45 minutes. You've not seen the anything about the Road Warriors before, but yeah, any other thoughts? Do you know yeah, who I, lives I, I, in Wyoming? <laughs> who lives in Wyoming? Eric Bischoff. Ah, oh. sorry. Go on, Rob. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've learned that. I've learned that Eric Bischoff lives in Wyoming. That's all I need to do. Well, he's no, got one of his. <laughs> no, no, go on, Jack. Go on. Go no, on. I want to know more about Wyoming. I'm just saying, it's one of his several residences. One of them's in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. There you go. Do you know which residence it is? Is it the? The wife swapping shag pad, or is it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Why don't more people talk about that? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I was going to say I had no idea about Hulk, uh, Hawk going off to Japan and replacing Animal with that man. I've forgotten the name of. I had no idea about that. Uh, Sensu Sasaki. Power Warrior. Yeah, Power, yeah, Power, Power Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. I'll just say that. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, and they were the Hellraisers. It was great. It was like, okay, and animals there going, well, I'll, I'll protect the integrity of the team by not getting someone to replace him. Watches J- Japan TV one day. He's like, wait a minute, that's me. 
<laughs> I did like uh, the, clarifying the story at SummerSlam 92 where Hawk was so messed up because they didn't do the Doomsday device and as a kid like why, why didn't they do the cool finish and yeah he was on something that was making him hallucinate so Animal just says he can't do the Doomsday device why, why not if he goes to the top rope he's going to fall off so that's why it ended with yeah, a that, that spot at the end where it's the finish isn't it where he's literally like get out the way I'm going to run yeah. the ropes <laughs> He's like, wait, like, move, move. <laughs> uh, so it was all right, but it just can't compare to Herb Abrams, third place Hall of Famer. Just saying. Next week should be a good though. It's Owen Hart next week, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure Martha's yeah. in it as well. I, I think I saw the advert yesterday. Don't quote oh, me on Martha that. Oh, doing that. Oh. I was tired. I think it was Martha. Okay. Yeah. Well, Bruce will be there, no doubt. So <laughs> it'll all be hey, about E-W. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, Chris Renfrew sent Bruce uh, straight to hell because he always used to take over everything on, on screen when he was there. Yeah. He does as well. Yeah. When, but when you go oh. back and watch it, oh my God. He's the Bruce. worst. Bruce, do you have any suggestions? Uh, yes, I think I should beat Steve Austin and win the WF title. <laughs> Bruce, you Did know he... you're not booked for this episode, right? Oh, all right, never mind. Did Bruce... Was Bruce in the Vince Brett match at WrestleMania? Was he not a ref? Was he the ref? Um, I think they all were that part of the Hart family. It's they're all. Big Did Bruce like stand together. on Vince's back or something? <laughs> sure, he tried to stay in the ring the entire show. It was like, let me, <laughs> let me a Triple H. <coughs> anyway, AW Dynamite. Uh, start off the show with Cody and Vance Archer brawling with Cody driving his big old car into some <laughs> some stuff. No. I like, probably, so, probably gonna move by with just one hand, but whatever. Absolutely it looks fantastic. <laughs> and why did this happen? Jake, Jake Roberts said a few things. What did he say, Ross? I don't care. Well, yeah, Jake, <laughs> this took a turn this week, didn't it? Jake, uh, Jake the Snake saying women like Brandy should stay in the kitchen and change the diapers and keep him warm at night. And he, Jake likes to have a lady come round to his house, but uh, to make sure he's excited. Yeah. She puts on Lance Archer's matches. <laughs> so we found out why Jake the State Roberts is aligned with Lance Archer. It's because he, <laughs> it's because he fancies the mohawk off him. <laughs> That's right. That we, co- have- we, need to, we need to speak more about that Cody Rhodes bit because it was utterly pointless and cheesy and the it was it was straight from 1984 and I loved it. Oh, God. Why did he have to drive 10 yards to knock over... Some things like that, where that truck could flatten everything. It was a, that truck like, could flatten a building, how big it is. <laughs> it's like a ting. Oh, oh no, God. Cody's made his way into the, the arena. <laughs> it's that shot from inside the car where Cody's like, it was like Halloween Havoc 95, wasn't it? With Hogan. The <laughs> and the, <laughs> oh, oh I loved it, man. <laughs> I can't go over it. I can't go under it. I have to go through it. Oh, so good. I feel I like... like... Go on. Well, this the whole what it was meant to show was that Cody is really angry because of what they did to his wife last week, right? But but instead of <laughs> instead of like going after him with a bat or something that a, that an actual like I was thinking what would what would Moxie do in this situation because that's more what it should have been like a more wild out of control thing. But he turns up in his personalized truck with the the logo on the front and on this headrest, and then yeah. Lightly nudges the barricade and gets into a bit of a bit of a scrap. It. I love ninety percent of what Cody does in AEW, but this was weird. It didn't work. 
I was sad about it. <laughs> it was one of those ideas that was a lot better on a bit of paper than it was in practice. Yeah. But still, it was fantastic all the same. <laughs> yeah, they did, a, they did a great job hyping up uh, Cody versus Jake. It's almost a shame it's going to be Cody versus Archer on the pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> I did like Jake Roberts, Jamie Dundee style lines. Jamie Dundee was in ECW. He had that, I'm from the South. Where men are men and women are trained. Oh dear! Oh, no. so good. Best friends beat Jurassic Express after MJF's crew interfere, and also <laughs> Phoenix, the uh, colorholic wrestler of the year, flew in from out of nowhere, just off screen. Literally, he got him <laughs> good and proper, didn't he? <laughs> oh, amazing! Knock, knock the the orange right out of him. What are you going to say, Jack? I was just going to say Phoenix is... I was the same as you. Phoenix is amazing. Love Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Hikaru Shida wins a four-way match and will face Nyla Rose at Double or Nothing. Britt Baker goes after Chris Statlander and sets up a match between the pair for the pay-per-view as well. Yeah. The title match is a no-DQ, no-count-outs match. <coughs> yes. That was set up brilliantly. <laughs> I found your kendo stick, bitch. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Oh, that's nice to return there. Then uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega defeated Ortiz and Santana, uh, despite Sammy's broken neck interference. Bless him. <laughs> I liked how he was limping with a broken neck. <laughs> Best thing about AEW, that lad. And- Do you think he, I, I, I'm kind of wanting to win that casino ladder match? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Yeah. Jim Ross was good in this episode on this match. Uh, Ortiz gave Omega a back rake and Toshi Vonnie's put it over and described it how effective a back rake can be and Jim Ross just goes, oh yeah? How many times is that one a match? <laughs> Jim was having a great time Jim was I got the impression that Jim was pleased to be out of the house for this one he was yeah. having a great time on commentary you could see his tail waggling yeah. uh, Pineapple Pete after weeks of build up finally got that match with Chris Jericho and he went the distance and by distance I mean 10 yards which is how far he was knocked back with the Judas effect when a proud one minute in one second I was good at me yeah been waiting be all back. week for Pineapple Pete to get his hands on Jericho uh, imagine it's not a good the time to be named after a fruit on AEW, is it? And uh, post match, 
Oh, orange. orange. Yeah, post. It was a great sorry. Post match, Jericho challenges Hardy's crew to a stadium stampede match, and then kills Vanguard One, which Jim Ross mocked. That's a human life that's been lost there. Yeah, yeah, he was great. <laughs> and then Brody Lee beats Christopher Daniels in the main event, but Moxie arrives and chases him off to close the show. Said he would have been there earlier, but some idiot had double parked some Jeep right in front of the <laughs> show and he had to go around it. <laughs> and also, a little announcement, Mike Tyson will be presenting the new TNT title at the pay-per-view. Hopefully it's that up-and-comer, hot lion, code roadie. Hot lion, code... That's, I think that's what he was like at Royal Rumble 98. Show Mike this is up-and-coming, hungry tiger. <laughs> and he can't wait to see Cold Stone beat him oh good time oh my man Cold Stone at the Cold Rumble when he, didn't he, he bet on him to win the Rumble and he won big yeah <laughs> Cold Stone just, is the every man. time they just, they just cut from the Rumble they look at Tyson going yeah yeah wasn't he sat <laughs> with Shane everyone. yeah in the box yeah. yeah yeah Shane look after Mike please it's good well they're, it, both, it, got, they're both boxers yeah very good, yeah. good go on man. go on Ross no, I was just going to say, where do you sit on this? Because obviously all the, the haters are saying, like, oh, you're just copying the WWF from back in 1998. But like, Mike Tyson's making a return to boxing now. Is he, oh, is he really, though? I've seen him sparring and training, but... Oh, well, are you surprised after seeing him sparring and training? <laughs> he hasn't lost a step. Have you oh, for, for 20 seconds, he looked like that, yeah. That's He's... all you need, Matthew. Look at the oh, Judas for... effect. <laughs> Have you heard what Dana? If White it's a one-round, three-minute match, oh, it's going to be an amazing thing. Anything else, it's going to. Be... Anyway, go on. But now I was just going what... to say because, like, oh, the, sorry. The, sorry, just everyone's speaking about Tyson again, aren't they? I think that's more why they did it than. I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying to put it out there as a perspective, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you are. Uh, although I'm crapping all over it. Oh, if Mike Tyson's making a comeback, I'm watching it. I tell well, you what, you... I hope that. Sorry, Jack. Go on. I was just going to say briefly. Like, have you heard what Dana White's been saying? No. He, he says that, a lot of things. Well, apparently Dana Especially White against is, Golden Boy Promotions. Anyway, sorry, Carol. <laughs> the Delahoyers. Yeah. Apparently, um, apparently, Dana and Tyson are actually like proper friends. And Dana said that he doesn't. He really doesn't want Mike Tyson to get back into boxing, and that he'll. He sort of implied that he'll even pay him not to if if he's doing it for money because he's broke, which is odd. I don't know because now that's got me thinking: Is Tyson just doing this? Because he's quite desperate for money right now, and AEW have gone. We'll give you. I don't know. It's just a bit. I thought weird. you had that massive weed farm. That was quite no. lucrative for him. Where's that? I've got no idea. Probably Wyoming. I'm there you go. go. Oh, Ross, thank you. <laughs> but I hope they're building towards Mike Tyson sparking out Jake the Snake Roberts. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh my god! What a what a moment that would be. Bloody hell, uh, Mike Tyson was probably watching Jake Roberts when Mike Tyson was a kid. <laughs> well, we're right, going to get Evander Holyfield Tyson part three because Evander Holyfield's always been old, so he's used to this, and Tyson's apparently good for a good Instagram clip. But just thinking about what Dana White's been saying about Goldberg Promotions, has reminded me about another news story that we've somehow forgotten this week, probably because it fell on a Friday or Saturday because, again, we filmed this on a Thursday, and inevitably something really important and newsworthy happens. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, no. Bloody hell. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice thing to bring up, isn't it? Don't mind if I'm not, to be honest with you. Just to acknowledge that we have read it, and, uh, yeah. It's never the ones you expect. (laughs) 
Shout outs to a happy memory of when we saw him at a WCPW. And you could tell he was a nice, sane individual, had everything on the wraps when he was told, for the love of God, do not bring up the fact that Paige is in the crowd because she is still technically a Dewey employee, despite the fact <laughs> she's trying to get herself you know, removed from the company. They're like, no, we're not going to rid of you. We're doing the huge um, fine for my family thing. So we can't do anything to you. Anyway, okay, okay. Came out, one of the first things was, I am Del, I am Del Patron and there's my wife, Paige. Oh, God. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, because recently, um, when me and Pachita were in London doing a press event, Paige was there and, and she was like, when I introduced myself, she was like, have we met before? She obviously like recognized me. I was like, yeah, yeah, briefly. I used to work at WCPW and I just felt really bad bringing, <laughs> and I just felt really bad bringing up like a, like what was like a crap time in her life. Cause she was just kind of like, all oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't dwell on it, but I remember thinking like, she's in a much better place now, which is nice. I suppose. Nice way of looking at it. But yeah, he's a, he's a scary man. He assaulted me. He assaulted Ross. He slapped me, Matthew, right in the titties. Why? Do you remember that? Do you remember that story about the? Do you remember that story about the the red turtle that Delrio beat up? No. Matthew. What? Oh, the Ninja Turtle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Ross. Ah. <laughs> I no. forgot about the. Oh no! I mean, it's, it's such a horrible story. So we'll just rather than bring up the horrible details, which you can find yourself at coldholic.com. Uh, we'll just take the piss out of it instead because it's much funnier and easier on the ears. Yeah, the best headline you'll ever see in any wrestling thing, Dario gets in fight with Ninja Turtle backstage at wrestling show. Yeah. When was this? <laughs> I remember. No. Oh, mate, that's a fine because oh. it was, there was an abundance of Ninja Turtle gimmicks in Lucha Libre for a brief period. There's a famous photo like there's a round every now and again with like there's four evil turtles giving four good turtles a multi-turtle suplex I guess. So it's like so it's like you get the impression that there's nothing but turtle gimmicks. And yeah it's just Del Rio gets a fight with Ninja Turtle and it was it was it Raphael was it Donatello? I remember was, seeing oh. the headlines. I remember seeing <laughs> like, Del Rio batters Raphael backstage. <laughs> <laughs> but no Ross why did he what was that for again? Was that an intro or something that he slapped you? We were you doing, a, doing a little skit for the intros he used to do for my videos. And oh. I was like, oh, can we just do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He was he was nice then on that <laughs> brief five-minute interaction I had with him. And then unprompted, he just slapped me right in the titties. Quite hard as well. And I know still because I'm hard. Yeah. I was crying afterwards, though. <laughs> just told him he knew Marco Krokop. And in NXT news... Oh, here Margo, we go. NXT was... Margo Krokop. That's not his name, is it? Murgo. Murgo. Oh, no. <laughs> Mark. And that's his brother. It's much yeah. cheaper. Rill and Thatcher defend the tag titles against Imperium, but a miscommunication leads to Thatcher walking out on his partner. Riddle loses, and we have new champs in Imperium. E. Sorry, Pete, Pete Dunne's going to be fuming. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that Thatcher's going to join Imperium, because... Would you, I mean, Matthew, you're the you're the Imperium expert here. Would you say that's what's going to happen? How dare you say that? <laughs> I've never known what an Imperium is. Who? What? No. Uh, the unrelated knockoff Ring Camp, big fans of. Uh, yeah. Well, we got a, 
some of the exchanges between Axel Dieter Jr. and Thatcher on the mat, and he goes, oh, I'm like, ready to type out. That's nice. That's what they used to do. That's what made them I so think, great. I think you mean Marcel Bartel. Who? Marcel anyway. Bartel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, Paul, sorry. Um, it must have been released uh, last month. <laughs> and then that's set up Thatcher versus Riddle for later on in the night. So Thatcher being a knacker backstage and attacking Riddle, and like, ooh, I'm going to get you. And then we had a, a proper dub-ex dub match between the pair of them. All ring work and mat work and stuff, and even Moro bless him saying, Aha, that patented move of his, the Fujiwara armbar. And you're like, Pretty hard to paint some of it with the guy's names in it, but never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting to see that they're actually doing Timothy Thatcher, doing Timothy Thatcher straight up. So if he joins um, Im- Imperium, well, maybe I'm saying <coughs> that right, maybe I'm not, then that might be the good thing for him. If he joins, Will you be more a fan of them? Because they're more no. like ring camps. Okay, right, okay. They're only nah, it, it's come... you though, Matthew. Uh, as we said beforehand, this this show is watched by people in WWE. Uh, hmm, I'm conflicted for my desire to be cool and independent and fresh and do a podcast with Colorholic and be positive fresh. about the wrestling on TV. Yeah, that's what we are. Uh, that's where you come for cool and yeah. fresh is here. Where, Look at my Sonic hot? shirt. Ooh. <laughs> Look at my 98 haircut. Yeah, we've, we've got it. <laughs> Moving on, so I'd have to make a decision. Jake Atlas and Jack Gallagher pick up wins in the Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Gallagher's win over Tony Nese ambushes Isaiah Swerve Scott. What? Yeah, sorry, his win happens after Tony okay. Nese gets involved. Yes. Um, yeah. Next week, it's uh, Drake Maverick versus Kushida. It's the big one next week. I thought it was this week, and I was wrong. Yeah. What do you think then, Jack? I still think you can't be Kushida. It's bloody Kushida. He's tougher and better at wrestling in kayfabe. How is he going to beat Kushida? Do you think he's going to beat Kushida? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Jack out the dry for a bit. Uh, I think I will watch that episode and enjoy it. Do you think he's going to beat Kushida? Wasn't Drake... He was on the... A few weeks ago, was he? It's, it's only Kushida. I can do it. I can do it. Go on, yeah. He's overconfident, straight Maverick. Yeah, he's not going to. Bite him on the arse. Pacini reckons he's going to beat Kushida. I I think he's not going to beat Kushida. Oh, now you told me what he said. Uh, I think Kushida's going to knack him. He's a he's the WCPW World Cup winner. Who, Pacini? <laughs> no, he came second or something. <laughs> oh. There's some guy from Scotland. Uh, Cameron Grimes beats Finn Balor. Yes, that's right. After interference from Damien Priest, Priest continues the assault after the match reveals that it's him, Austin. It was him all along, Austin. Oh, that's nice. Cheers. Yeah. And uh, so he's been attacking. That was it. Apart so Bala, from... Oh, go on. Bala, sorry. So, Bala, so I've not been following Bala that closely in NXT. Is he a babyface now? Uh... Is he like a tweener? You're asking all the hard questions this week, aren't you? I don't, I don't know, know what he is. I he was a dick and then he wasn't a dick and he has a dick and question he mark. does we've seen yeah we've seen that Oof. good it's almost as big as Wyoming <laughs> and no actually Wyoming's one of the bigger uh, US states despite being one of the least populated it's one of the most sparsely populated US states mm. oh <laughs> also on this episode of NXT <laughs> Killer Cross had a 
video package set to the old WF Armageddon theme. You came to me in a dream last... Basically the Jim Johnston knockoff of uh, The Doors the End. So mm. it was good to hear that again. It was, yeah. You used that for a pay-per-view theme a few years ago, didn't they? The End, I think. Is that the one NXT where Samojo, Takeout at the end. Samojo beat the demon? In the cage. In the cage. In the cage, aye. That's why yeah. it was The End. Ah. Yes, I remember that. Good good show, Ross. I forgot about that. Wow. Was he all yeah. demoned up in that one? Ah. I'm sure he was, wasn't he? I can't remember, yeah. It's not the one where... There was one where... Was it Dallas? Where Bala bled early on, or Joe bled? One of them One of them was just bleeding everywhere from the start. That's right, yes. <coughs> but it wasn't that, yeah. <coughs> it wasn't that, because this, was, this one was in the cage, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, we're just being very exciting this week. So there was a lot of wrestling. NXT was an improvement over last week's supposed super show. We've missed uh, a bit. Oh. Have we indeed? By bugger, what have we missed... In your house is coming back. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You're not excited, Matthew. You're not seeing the sexy logo. I was excited until they had, you know, bloody DX show up and go, hi. I'm like, all right, hi. Because I used to like NXT <laughs> a what? lot. I used to, hi. That, that's just, this is Brian James. Hi. I used to, I used to love NXT because it was different oh, to <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. But seeing all of DX show up, I'm like, oh, they're the ones who uh, basically turned NXT into their little thing now. So it's hard to watch NXT now and feel the same thing I used to because it's just, oh, it's just these guys' pet projects and everyone looks and acts like they do on Raw, but the lighting's yellow instead of red or blue. So I was like, uh, thanks, guys. I don't watch NXT to watch you hairy knackers talk about the the hog pen match from 95. God, I'm miserable this week, aren't I? Ross, what did you think about it? I'm looking forward to it, me. It's a nice, considering the times we're living in at the minute, I thought it was a nice little thing to do. A lot of people going, why, where's the original creativity these days? I think now's a better, there's no better time to do it than now, so good on them. Hopefully there's a little house as, a, as the Tron. If there's not one, oh. what's the point? <laughs> That's my thoughts. On that beautiful note, we'll move on to the next segment. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> Before we got the mailbag, did anyone else see? What the hell was that? It was a clown horn, wasn't it? Was that you, Jack? What it was wasn't me. Sorry? I heard like a horn. Yeah, they wrote one. Oh, I don't know. All right, well. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. All right, start again. Sorry if it was. Don't I start don't again. <laughs> we'll keep going. We need people to work this stuff out. I want to listen to this back. Hear what that noise was. I didn't hear anything. It must have been mysteries of the cult Arctic wrestling podcast solved. Ten seconds before Jack's murdered by a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look in the mailbag. Number one, evening gents. Loosely tying into Becky Lynch's wonderful announcement on Raw, I recently became a father for the first time and have been experiencing the rich tapestry of early parenthood, all while not being able to go outside. We've just hit the three-month mark and are getting some semblance of order back to our lives, but I now have far less time on my hands to watch wrestling. As a fan who got into wrestling a lot later than many others, having not watched ever, I got into it in my late 20s. I have no idea why, but here we are. I initially cast my net wide to see what would appeal to me. However, having watched or followed quite a bit, I need to trim down my watching now to just one weekly show. I have settled on AEW, with New Japan big shows where I take over when I can. My question is, if you were only able to follow one promotion weekly, which one would it be? 
Thanks. Hope you're all keeping safe, sane and well. Cheers to the content. Your videos were what gave my initial gateway into wrestling. So thanks. Barney. Mm. Oh, Cheers, that's Barney. nice, Barney. Well, congrats on the kid. Um, I hope you're getting at least two hours of sleep a night. If so, huh. you'll be very lucky. And that's, God, that's interesting that to think of someone in their 20s gets into wrestling because they watch stuff like this. It's weird, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's not, no, 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 not, not that he's weird. I'm just saying it's weird that we are... We have that, we have that life power. In such a way. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, a terrible power. Yeah. So that's a good question. If you suddenly have a real life, a normal life, and you can only watch one wrestling show a week because of, you know, responsibilities, which one are you picking, Ross? AEW for me. I just gen mm. genuinely and or generally enjoy it more. Just as a show, there's more. There's just less that makes you sort of eye roll. If that is that not too much of a pretentious thing to say? That's they, not they, pretentious, Ross. They do storytelling better. All promotions have fantastic matches. I think that's that's just a given. Is we're sat here in 2020, but AEW's intertwined storyline a lot better than WWE do, and I think that's the big difference maker for me. And their comedy hits the point a lot more on the shows. Not necessarily being the elite, because I've fallen off that wagon as well with you, Matthew. Um, but yeah, AEW does a lot more for me than watching WWE does. But I guess then again, they offer different audiences, aren't they? So I don't know, but AEW's my answer. I'm trying not to be too much of a shill. <laughs> that beautifully put, Ross. I yeah, simply prefer AEW more than WWE because AEW more not tries to live in reality, tries to be a proper show, whereas WWE still insists on, you know, here we are, the WWE Super Event, hashtag sponsored by Dairy Queen, hashtag trademark 2K, the greatest match of all time will be Randy Orton versus Edge. <laughs> and uh, what do you think, Jack? I agree with both of you. Uh, mine would be AEW as well. For the reasons that you've both said, like the storylines are better and the promos are generally better. But also... Um, just to add to that, I think that I can't. I don't know how I'd really describe it. They're better at um, AW aren't afraid of doing something that's cool or stupid just for the sake of it being cool or stupid. If that makes sense, like they're not afraid to have these bigger set piece moments just because wrestling should be fun, and they've remembered that wrestling should be fun, and it and it sort of is. They're making it. They're doing a really good job. So mine would be dynamite as well. Ah. Thank you mm. to uh, unrelated uh, t Tony Blank Check Khan for that question. <laughs> so, yeah. Question number two: Hola, Los Diddlers Trez. Oh, butchered that. Sorry. I was rewatching the Omega Hangman versus Young Bucks match from AW Revolution, and Kenny's kick out at one from the Golden Trigger is my favorite part. The storyline elements with Ibushi combined with the shock from the crowd and commentary team was unbelievable. I legit spat my drink out the first time I watched it. That being said, is there a moment like this from the middle of a match that you guys remember being completely caught off guard by? Much love, Trembo. Oh, thank you. Uh, Muchas gracias, Trembo, for the question. Hmm. Uh, any bit that threw you off? In, mm, question that. I've got one. Oh, go on, Ross. WrestleMania 33. Uh, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'll never forget being inside that thing, inside that that thing, that stadium. Sort of because we were we were sort of raised up a bit on the side, so we could sort of see the the canvas and just that whatever happened. Yeah, out of nowhere, 
there was utter confusion in the stadium, I think, because they weren't initially showing it on the Trons. If I remember correctly, I can only say because obviously we were raised up a bit. Um, but yeah, that. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> as far as I can remember. Then again, I was pissed as a fuck. I was going to say, were you not, had you not had a fever at this point? I was steaming. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a bit of a, Endurance test that one because it was in the boiling heat as well. That WrestleMania, yeah, can't imagine See, because was... I was like a kid, so even though it was like seven hours long or whatever, I was like, Yeah, more wrestling! I loved it. <laughs> was it they are, they are a first... lot better when you're there live, aren't they? Yeah, they oh, are. yeah, because I went back on you know, went back and checked the reviews, and people were like, God, the show never ended, it was bad. I'm like, Mate, <laughs> when you're there live, it's all right. Yeah, we had that WrestleMania 30. I came away from WrestleMania 32 thinking, Wow. What a show that was! It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, everyone's no. like, "It was the worst WrestleMania ever." WrestleMania thirty two, which is still happening to this day. <laughs> I'll always have a soft spot for thirty two, just because it was first one. Yeah. Oh, I see. And it had, and it had what it had. What we like, even though the matches weren't all very good, it had like what you want. It had like Austin coming out and The Rock, and it had all the things that you want from that. Just not for the viewers at home, I suppose. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, I do. Oh, off, off guard, Miss. Yeah, I was going to say the thing, uh, sorry, the thing that caught me off when it happened. It sounds silly in hindsight, but when Hardcore Holly and Cody Rhodes took on Legacy, and then Cody went, ah, oh, supposed to have a special timekeeper here, was it? Who's going, aha, it's me, and then turned on Hardcore and then joined up with them to give them the tag titles. That was, and it was the last what? we ever saw of Hardcore Holly. Wow. I was actually genuinely shocked by it. In hindsight, it's the most obvious thing in the world, but they've been a tag team for so long. that, And that was about 100 years ago, so clearly I've not been shocked <laughs> by anything since. What about you, Jack? <laughs> oh, the weird thing is, right, when you read this question out, something did immediately spring to mind, but it's not from a wrestling match, it's from a football match. Um, yeah. So, remember the Manchester derby when City beat United like 6-1? Yep. When I was I was tucking into a sandwich at my uni <laughs> bar watching that match, and when Balotelli scored the opener and revealed the T-shirt that said "Why Always Me," I nearly choked on my sandwich. <laughs> it was it was so it was such sports entertainment. I've never been so sports entertained. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't believe the that audacity. That very different of the match. to a sandwich. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh god and die um so mine is mine's mario balotelli and the why always me t-shirt so good good answer <laughs> like Moving to point on. out i'm not wait, i just like to point out for any fans who might be annoyed i'm not a fan of either team i was just a pure neutral and it was properly better mm. i'm a fan of man city when they beat man united so Hello, ding-dong diddlerinos. Oh, Christ. Due to the current climate, being in self-isolation has me thinking about some of life's biggest questions. Uh-huh. Is there a God? Will there ever be world peace? And one of the biggest, how did The Undertaker die? <laughs> I'm not mistaken, in kayfabe, it's not explained how The Undertaker originally died and then to come back again as the dead man, basically a supernatural zombie. How would you personally explain his origin story? A crazy example would be that Vincent Mann signed a talented young wrestler who died from a botched move, but being that powerful and halting or hating anything he can't control, including death, made a deal with a supernatural force to keep the dead superstar wrestling. 
just to get back his investment because money. The Undertaker was that much of a draw and makes so much money for Vince, he will never let him rest in peace. Keep up the great work. I've been following since the name redacted days. We've mentioned about five times this episode. So, uh, whereupon stumbling across one of your videos brought me back into wrestling. Stay safe. Kirky from Leicester. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? What a question. Yeah. What's a cave explanation for Undertaker being dead? I like that <laughs> bit they've said there. Like, basically, he died, and Vince Man's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Crease the palms of the Grim Reaper. Like those policemen that saw Jimmy Snooker doing something. Oh. Uh, what have you got, Jack? I thought I always assumed that he was meant to have died in the um, the fire that was that him and Kane were caught in as children. Kane was, Kane was, was supposed to have yeah, that's Kane. No, but uh, but Kane was yeah. Everyone thought that Kane had died, but he was only very badly burned, but mentally, but, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for nearly forgetting that, but um, <laughs> I thought that Taker had died as well, but somehow lived on as a dead man. Dead boy, dead adolescent. I don't know. So I don't know. I I, I always just assume that's where he d died. I don't know. I've not really thought about this very much. It's a good Has question, anyone got man. any ideas? Yeah. Will it be in the Ross. early nine? Will it be in the early nineteen nineties? I'm going to put it down to grunge. <laughs> and just being always hungover and a bit sad. <laughs> But also very de like deepened, uh, meaningful, and that's the that's the tagline of grunge as a genre. That always hungover and a bit sad. Yeah, it's like a metaphor for Gobbledygooker's career: showing up, dying, and then coming back as the Undertaker. This vengeful <laughs> spirit who is going to continue going on until people are going to cheer for Gobbledygooker. So that's why he's keeps on going thirty years later because it's never going to happen. No, well, nice question, Kirky. Thank you very much. And that was all the questions there. And I started reading Reese's pieces because they're all stuck together in one big chunk of letters. So I'll do the bit now where I plug, if you would like to send us any of your fantastic, lovely letters, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Now it's time for Reese's pieces. Segment so sweet, they named after candy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Segment so sweet. Candy name. Candy something something Wyoming. All right. Take two. No, no. That's uh, not. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. We'd hate to edit anything off this podcast, wouldn't we, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Swing. Reese's Pieces, salutations lads. I've thought of a fun themed Reese's Pieces for this week. Bet you it isn't. With the emergence of some promising new WWE factions such as Rollins and his disciplines, or Andrade and the Vega no, Boys. Disciples, his disciples, 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 disciples. His karate and his jiu-jitsu. <laughs> he does do kicks in that. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you'd like to put it, Rollins and his disciples. Yeah. Or Andrade and the Vega Boys. I like that one. I was wondering who you guys' favourite members of different stables and groups were. I hope you enjoy this Reese's Pieces. That definitely isn't just an excuse for me to work in my cracking Vega Boys joke. No, I think yeah. that's a good one, mate. Well done. So, first time watching this, it's Fastest Thought First. Go round, uh, let's say, Jack Ross, me. And before, just before we begin, sorry, um, this was a Reese's piece from quite a few weeks ago, but I, w I wanted to get it in at some point. So this is this is the week. This is This is your chance... I think the lad's called Reese. We'll find out at the end, but this is your chance, mate. There you go. Sweet. 
All right, so Seth Rollins or Buddy Murphy? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth, he's just had a kid. All right. Uh, Andrade or Angel Garza? Um, oh, Angel Garza, you know. Angel Garza. Oh, Andrade, just to be nice to them. Tyler Bate or Trent Seven? Tyler Bate. I mean, sorry, Trent Seven. Funnier, Trent Seven. Tyler Bate. Trent Shagger Seven. Triple H <laughs> or Shawn Michaels? Oh, Triple H, but I disagree with myself, but Triple H. Shawn. Triple H, because no one ever asks who's better, Triple H or Bret Hart. <laughs> Billy Gunn or Road Dog? Oh, uh, I liked Road Dog more as a kid. Road Dog, yeah. Road Dog. X Pack or Hornswoggle? DX Moves. Oh, DX. Yeah, oh, Hornswoggle yeah. is in DX, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'll go for Hornswoggle because um, obviously we met him in Vegas and he was really sound. Yeah. Yeah, Hornswoggle. Yeah. Although yeah, you I'm... met X Pack as well, didn't you? Yeah, I met them both. Both really nice guys, but me and Hornswoggle enjoyed some completely ridiculously overpriced <laughs> Jack Daniels, so I'm going to say that. So it makes it look like it was worthwhile. Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly? Ooh. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, because he's funny. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. A.K.A. the one in that group who's got personality. Stephen Richards or... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'll say again. Uh, Stephen Richards or Bill Buchanan? No. <laughs> uh, Roderick Strong's got personality, and Adam Cole's got personality, and Bobby Fish in his own grizzled yeah. way. They've all got It's the same one. It's not the same one. White it, dude who kicks is not no, a personality. They're like, <laughs> no, like Roddy Strong is a, a high school jock. He was still a high school jock, even though he's 30, whatever. Bobby Fish. <laughs> How Grizzled many fish man. does he smell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm rubbing off on your rot. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, they're like, they're like, they're kind of like, you know, um, what's that? What's that Pixar film called where they're all different emotions of the same kid? Oh, balls! Inside out. Inside, inside out. Inside out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Inside Out. I feel like the Undisputed Era are all different moods of one. White indie dude. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that works as a insult compliment thing. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Richards or Bill Buchanan? The world needs to know. Oh, oh, Bill Buchanan. What? Oh, white socks all day long. <laughs> white socks. Oh, white socks. <laughs> uh, Stephen Richards because of No Mercy. He's a headliner in that game. <laughs> yes. Blue Meanie or Nova? BWO representing. Uh, Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie. Yeah, I've hung out with Meanie. I like him. Yeah, Roman one of the Reigns. nicest wrestlers oh. I've ever met. Despite being called Meanie. So nice. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about that, yeah. Mm. Roman Reigns or John Moxley? Moxley. Well, I mean, is Moxley in the same stable as Roman Reigns, is he? Is, uh... Shield for life. Uh, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, Dino. Sammy Guevara or Jake Hager? Oh, oh Sammy, Sammy Guevara. Oh, my oh, God. Paul Ross Sammy, there. Sophie's Sammy choice for Ross. That's like choosing between my two kids. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Oh. Ross has two kids, by the way. They're just over there. 
One of them's looking a bit sad now for some reason. <laughs> no, one of them just said, Matthew, huh? <laughs> Shot I'm picking Sammy because look at him. He is good, though, isn't he, Sammy Guevara? Oh, hi. Uh, Tamina or Naomi? Naomi. Tamina. She put Naomi. the bard in bad. <laughs> you said she it. Seamus or Del Rio? Seamus. Oh, yeah, League of Nations. Go on. Rusev. Oh, is he a choice? No. Oh, right. Seamus. Oh. If I had to go for one, Seamus. Wade Barrett. That's yeah. how we're doing it. Uh, well, and we're going to pick Del Rio this week. No, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Bret Hart or British Bulldog? Hart Fondue. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. It's, it's got to be proud. Savio Vega or Jose Estrada Jr.? That's Los um, Pericos. I like Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Savio Vega just because Al Vincent Mahmoud always goes, Savio Vega! <laughs> like, as if saying it like that is supposed to go, yeah, Savio! <laughs> uh, Randy Orton or Batista? Um, oh, no, I can't think of this one. Batista's got more banter. It's Dave. Orton, I'm going for. Big bad Dave. Al Snow or Two Cold Scorpio? Oh, now I'm going to Job Squad. <laughs> um, God, neither. Um, Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, Too Cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too cold. yeah. <laughs> Why not? You answered that like Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. Too Cold. <laughs> 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 So what do you think about wrestling two cold Scorpio? <laughs> <laughs> Please, I hope people have checked that was video that out just because you keep on plugging it. Was, was it the same thing you were mentioning on earlier? <laughs> just Kevin Ash watching a Man City game. Uh, <laughs> Shay Douglas or Chris Candido, the triple threat. Um, I've not watched enough of Chris Candido, so I'm going to go for Shane Douglas. Yeah, I like, I, I, yeah, the franchise. The franchise. <laughs> <laughs> he was there like... when... <laughs> I've not seen enough of Candido either. You sounded like such a big Shane Douglas fan, mate. Yeah, I was the, fr- say, the franchise. <laughs> he was one of the first wrestlers I was properly aware of from the uh, the WCW Worldwide days on Channel 5. He was always there. Oh. I remember him and, him and Kidman having the feud at the time when I started fully watching. Well... I don't know how you could possibly <laughs> the Viagra and a pole match from memory. <laughs> God. Did they yeah, have one on, a, on, a, on a plinth sort of thing on the stage? I had a scaffold match where... I remember watching that one. Tori Wilson fell off and he's like, no, Tori! She went, bounced off. <laughs> I learned really recently... It looked recently, like the thing they land on in Gladiators. I learned really recently, I think I learned it from OSW Review, What you know the Triple Cage of Doom death match around that time, the, triple, the, the David Arquette match? And I didn't realise Bischoff had warned them not to do any spots on the ramp near, in earlier in the show because that's where Canyon was going to land. And then I forgot who it was. I think it was Mr. Perfect. Just pretended he was going to body slam his opponent right on the bit and then turned around and walked off. What a river. I like that story. Because <laughs> apparently, apparently Bischoff was backstage losing his mind. Like, what's he, where's he going? And he went to do a body slam and then just turned around and put him down. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to get like one of those live watch-alongs with Bishop going, no! Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris Candido, because he's amazingly underrated. Dean Malenko or Perry Sutton from The Radicals? 
Um, there's something about Perry Sutton. I'm going to go for Perry. I'm going to go for him. Yeah, I was going to go Perry as well. Aye. Like my favourite chicken recipe, Perry Perry. Rey Mysterio or Billy Kidman? Just the filthy Ray, animals, I guess. Ray this guy's Mysterio. named every every group and faction you could think of. Rey Mysterio? Have we got a Misfits in Action one? I hope so. I'll do Can one afterwards just to... <laughs> I'm going Ray from that period of time. Had his little horns on. How mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> cute Ray. Uh, Billy Kidman. WW Kidman was best Kidman. Rikishi or Scotty Too Hotty? Oof. That's really Shade hard. Here at Grand- Grandmaster Sexy. I'll go for Scotty Too Hotty. I was going to go Scotty as well. Rikishi. Big bump and Simone Blogie. Love him. Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan? Bloody hell. Um, Sarah Logan, I always thought I thought she was going to make it, you know. I thought she was going to break free of the group and make it. So I'll go for her. Liv Morgan for me. Yeah, what Jack said. Cur- Curtis Axel or David Otunga? <laughs> um, <laughs> Otunga, I guess. What? Curtis Axel? <laughs> Uh, Curtis Axel, because he beat Triple H that one time so bad, he like he broke down mentally. Oh, he retired. Yeah, he's like they couldn't say he had a concussion. So it's like my God, Triple H's brain just stopped working. <laughs> it's really weird. Triple H exe has cried. <laughs> it's like do 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 do. Rick Rude or Larry Zabisco? Um, Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Oh, Dangerous Alliance. Right, that took a few seconds. Uh, yeah, Rick Rude. Especially Rick Rude taking Atomic Drops, which is the new Twitter uh, trend. It's next. Scott, follow it. Go and follow it. It's such a great idea. Yeah, there's a free plug. Scott Hall or Kevin Nash? Oh, man. Um, Scott Hall. Big sexy all day long. Scott Hall, just the, the insane crowd heat he'd get, getting the microphone, holding up, and the crowd like, oh, he's going to do it, and he just stay there for like 30 seconds until like, hey, yo. And everyone go, yeah, he did it. Just me then, that's fine. Visceral no, or Midian? It's a good thing. Um, Visceral Midian. You know what? When I, You know how... We all had wrestlers that we were really scared of as kids, and Ross's was Kane and stuff. Mine was Viscera. Found him genuinely quite terrifying, so I'll go for Viscera. No, Ross's was Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> it has been for many years. I'll go Viscera as well. Viscera's got one of the most underrated themes from the Attitude Era. It's literally just the same beat all the way through with not much of a tune on top of it, but it's just so relaxing to listen to. Sit yeah, just sit back with a whiskey and listen to Viscera's Attitude Era theme. times. <laughs> did Viscera ever feud uh, I'm with... going to go with Big Vis. I'll go on. Did Vi... Sorry, I thought you'd already picked... Um, did Viscera ever feud with Triple H? No. Because Cerebral and Visceral are opposites of each other. So I just thought that would make sense, but no. Backstage going to hey... I'm the visceral assassin. <laughs> I spray people with organs. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. And it's not added, but I'm going to add it. Uh, General Rection or Lieutenant Loco? Oh, can I choose uh, Corporal Cajun, please? 
Oh, good one. Ross, I, want, I want huge erection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, I'm going to pick Van Hammer as Private Stash. Prime. Until he wasn't, because he went, hey, that's not fair. I don't want to be private. That's a really low down rank. They turned him into General Stash, therefore completely killing the joke. You're an idiot, Van like, Hammer. I love you. I feel like, I feel like the in action come up relatively quite a lot on this podcast. What was Charvo's name again? Lieutenant Loco. Lieutenant Loco. Yeah. Major Guns, because she had a lovely pair of personalities. Um, She does the porn there, apparently, doesn't she? The porn. (laughs) The porn. Eh. Yeah. Uh, My favourite thing about the Misfits in Action (laughs) is their theme tune and how angry the the vocals are. (laughs) Misfits! How weird is that though? Major Guns does porn, but General Rection doesn't. (laughs) How do we know? Yeah. Where has he been for the past few years? What could he be doing? Oh, God, where has he been for the past few years? Uh, Working out his excuse. (laughs) Thank you for all you do on the podcast. Brings us all a lot of joy, especially in these trying times. Until next time, fellas, Reese, not that one, from Sussex. Thank, Thank you very you, Reese. much, Reese. If you have any Reese's pieces, we do get a lot of them. So if you don't mind waiting a few months for getting them used, then please, please, please send them to mailbag at And if you do do one involving stables, make sure you name every single stable you can possibly think of. This, <laughs> this man only had 30. So, you know, there's Kai and Tai. There's, uh, what's this? Uh, Misfits in Action. The, the Revolution. Team there's Canada. Team Canada. <laughs> you, know, you were slacking this week, Reese. <laughs> It's Cultaholics. Wow. What a beautiful HD podcast this has been. Mm-hmm. And this week's big question around things off is, how should Otis cash in the WWE Money in the Bank briefcase? Ooh, that is a good question. There's many things you can do with it. You can uh, cash in against Bray Wyatt. No, because he's not the champion. Strowman? Strowman is. <laughs> Jack, what should he do with it? Well, I try and think of anything. I think he he needs to have it for a little while because they're both both the big. Assuming he goes for one of Raw or SmackDown's big champions, they're both big babyface lads, and you don't want to see Otis against a big babyface lad. So we need to wait for one of them to get toppled by an awful heel, and then Otis comes along and saves the day. So say like, whenever. Drew's reign eventually ends. It's ended by uh, trying to think of a good, a good example of who, who would be who's like a really good who's like the MJF of WWE right now. King Corbin. <laughs> no, no. Whatever the question right. is, the answer is always, always King Corbin. <laughs> and when it's so, not that, it's Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Say that, he's babyface is he babyface now Jinder off topic just a second there after his promo on Raw this week what was he that? was speaking about having a, a, a path of redemption and learning from his past mistakes and his his uh, resurrection to the top main event scene in WWE is going to be the story of a hero I don't know if it was ironic but it didn't really come across that way that's just worth mm. strange I don't know it depends are you cheering him from home no. I always cheer Jinder Mahal there's your answer. <laughs> He's living in babyface country, also known as Wyoming. Uh, 
So I think we need we need to wait until someone beats Drew or Braun, some horrible heel who doesn't deserve it, maybe King Corbin, I don't know. And then on the same night, on the very same night in Wyoming, that's when Otis comes down with the briefcase. And it's like Dolph Ziggler the night after WrestleMania. Everyone can't believe it. Straightforward cash in. Maybe a tease of the champion retaining, but Otis kicks out and then worms his way to victory. Caterpillars his way to victory. Ah, that was, that was good, that, Jack. That was good. Cheers. So mine's not very innovative, but it's what I think what I think's right. Mm. Well, there's only so much you can do with the Money in the Bank thing, so it's nice. You have a bit yeah. of a stretcher. Thank you. And I think... This might be part of a storyline we don't want to think about. What if he gives it to Mandy? I'm worried, Matthew. Yeah. I'm so worried. I'm worried that Mandy saw this coming. Right. She's using Otis. I hope not. She just bet on the right horse. I didn't even. He is a stallion. He's a right as well. He's a right. Also, Tucker. Tucker could do the same thing as Mandy's. What was we're saying Mandy might do here? There was that interview we've just been speaking off air there where it was before, a long time before Money in the Bank, I think, where he's saying if I did win, I would cash in with Tuck A on the Tag Team Champions. I don't mm. think that would work personally. It's not for Tag Team titles, is it? No. It's a world title thing, isn't no. it, surely? Well, no, yes. you can pick. Yeah. They say every year you, you can, can pick whichever title you, you want. Out, and I think it would be nice if they moved on from just <clears throat> the title picture because then it means that it does get more, um, yeah, more, what's what I'm for? More options. There we go. So having Otis win this, yeah. So having a tag guy win it and cashing the tag title means like, oh, it's not just gonna be a Baron Corbin type or whatever winning it. That'd be nice. I feel it feel weird to me just because how flat the tag team scene is in general. Just like you've won the briefcase and like you know, the the best thing you want to go for is the tag team titles. Yeah, it's a bit. This isn't this isn't two thousand and one anymore. <laughs> would, would that the, make would, Reese's Pieces was? Because <laughs> would that make Otis look like a fool if he's got this yeah, amazing opportunity got... and he tries to beat the New Day with it? I don't know. No, I think it would do the opposite. I thought it would give it that prestige. That's me missing out because yeah, I could go for it, but the tag team title means more than me because I'm best that's friend a... with Tucker. And then Otis and Tucker. Booked. Yeah, that's a fair point. Then that's get fair. booked for all the kickoff shows. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna. It has to be left for a long while, though. Otis, it's mm. taken a lot of people by surprise. Otis being Mister Money in the Bank, so a long time of because it did that little that little turn in his little character. What is turn his little character? That little turn in his character where he lost lost the plot against Dolph Ziggler and trashed the ringside area. More of that, and I think more people will get on board. And then, yeah, wait for the right champion to cash in on, which of course is King Corbin. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who it is. I would even take a Dolph Ziggler reign as champion, to be honest with you, if it ended with Otis getting the better of him once again. Would you not? Wow. <laughs> Is it come to this? Is it come to You know what? Dolph Ziggler would be a good choice for him. <laughs> well, I can't. I just. What, are the, what other options are there for champions at the minute there's, in WWE? There's not many, is there? AEW. Oh, sorry. I mean, what you mean. Uh, Andrade at some point, but I wouldn't want to see him lose it. Brendan see him... Vink. Yeah, Vink. Vink's a good Pin- show. Ricochet, clean as a whistle on Raw. What the hell? How yeah. have they got all of these options in the mid card who they've just not capitalised upon? Ricochet, Alistair Blah. 
Well, Black might still be getting pushed. I don't know. Although he did get killed. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I think. Do we think? Do we think that Otis is actually going to cash this in successfully? I don't think he will. No, Matthew. I don't think Vince <sighs> is getting past that belly. Mm. Even though it shouldn't be an issue, it is with Vince McMahon because he's weird. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like seeing uh, a guy like Tubba Blubber with the title because then it changes things around for the company. But he is a very sympathetic guy. So if he doesn't, if he cashes in the first time and loses, then he gets all this build up and hype for like having a rematch, and then he wins. That'd be nice. Ooh, that would saucy. be nice. That would be nice. Because um, you just look at him and he's just like, oh, he's like that big chunky <laughs> seal you can get. I can see it's, on Facebook. It, everything he says is funny. He might be he might be one of the funniest wrestlers ever. He's so good. What did he say to Rey Mysterio on Sunday? He was like, hey, Rey, I love that colour scheme on his tights or something. He was a kid. <laughs> I can't remember. It was funny anyway. He said, don't die tonight. And Rey won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, to answer the yeah. question, we don't know. Yeah. But there's, but there's some options for you to think about. <laughs> On that happy note, it has been another exciting adventure to Cultaholicville. I have been Matthew <laughs> with my lovely camera. I will get the daft post up next week. I just used all the blue tack elsewhere in the house and now it hardened, so I didn't have anything. And until then, that's the only thing I have to plug. Jack, what have you got for us? Um, Wrestlers of the Week, you know, up either now or earlier today. I'm trying to work out when this video goes out. So Wrestlers of the Week... Uh, you know, just all the usual things. Nothing, nothing in particular. But you know, thanks for watching, Ross. Hey, I've got bugger all this week. <laughs> Matthew, me, Tom Campbell, and the American Justin Henry will be doing No Way Out 2000 watch along soon. So, Clone Spot's mm. gonna come out, but that's what I've got planned. And uh, apart from that, playing Streets of Rage Four. Nice. That's not a plug, that's just a brag. It's a good game and I've got it. Ha, ha, ha. You should get it too. <laughs> and on that happy note, we'd like to lend the podcast by looking at our webcams. There's that one. Putting the hands or fists near the camera because it feels like you're almost with us, touching us but not really touching us. Uh, count of three, very dramatically going. One, two, three. Join us. Way. 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 How amazing it is. We never have anybody tweeting about this bit because no one watches this far. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> <laughs>